Hello and welcome to the Man Intelligent Podcast. This is the show for guys, all about guys. Have you ever struggled with feeling behind the curve in basic man intelligence? Well, that is exactly what we're going to help you with. On this week's show, we will continue our talk about woodworking and how with a few tools and a little knowledge, you can become the craftsman you always wanted to be. Let's get started. All right, welcome back. We are excited to bring back Chris. If you got a chance to listen to last week's podcast, uh, we kind of gave you the starter kit for what you need to start getting into woodworking and getting into some of these projects and really um, upgrading your man card from just a regular credit card to the gold elite platinum man card. Man <laughs> ca- your man card just got better. Nice. Uh, so what we what we're going to do this week is. Uh, we're going to kind of start putting this into practice. So if you have not listened to last week's podcast, then I would highly recommend you go back and it will give you the tools and some practical questions of, of what you need to know before you jump into a project. But now let's assume that our listeners have done that and, uh, and, and now we're kind of putting all the pieces. So as we get started, I'm going to welcome my illustrious illustrious co-host and illustrative and uh, uh, mr reed primetime fisher golly what a great episode that was last week i've already gone out and purchased the costco tables uh so that was that was great input um and i'm excited i haven't told my wife about any of these purchases uh, because this is what we do here yeah Uh, no this is this is good i'm excited let's keep rocking all right so uh chris robison is is back thank you for coming back yeah guys thanks Uh, glad to be back okay so let's kind of jump straight into it um we kind of have now the practical uh tools and and some things to think about you know you want to obviously obviously you want to start a project with the end in mind uh, and, and I felt like we kind of covered some of that in the last project or in the last um, uh, episode. So now let's kind of start talking about common household projects that, that everyone should know how to do or with just a little bit of, of practice and experience can can easily accomplish. Yeah, I tell you what, and I just go back to thinking about how I started out, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's probably going to obviously have their own particular needs. And let's say you have a house or you're just upgrading your apartment you know or, mm-hmm. or the rental but um i think some of the easiest things that you can do uh and it's very practical is just like doubling pantry shelving uh very often you know you get in these they kind of do the builder grade yeah. pantry shelf and kind of leave you hanging and uh a pantry shelves that can just be easy straight cuts you can you can do a miter you know if you want but it doesn't just have to be pantry shelving Think about your closets. You know, a lot of times you go in that closet, what do you get that one shelf that's yep. about, what, six foot up, you know, yeah. five-something foot up? Yeah. And where am I going to put some of my folded-up stuff? Where am I going to put the shoes? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can make a straight cut, you can start making um, some some closet shelving. Literally, think about getting a uh, – you could use one-by material, like a one-by eight, mm-hmm. and get two of those – six foot eight foot long however high your closet is and then just cut you some other shelves uh, to go in between those screw them in with those trim head screws that we talked about yep. or the other screws and boom instant like shoe rack 
uh, that you could have, just just straight cuts. So in, in that, I guess as we start into this, it, it really brings up a good point because a lot of this stuff with with just what you would normally spend on on one project to hire someone to come in, you could buy the tools, buy the materials, and now you have those for life. I, I know uh, with the with closets, and I think it's California Closets or a couple brand, uh, companies that come in, yeah, and they really really deck out somebody's uh, somebody's closet, and you pay a ton ton of money for people to do that. And it's and it like you said, it's straight cuts. Straight it's, cuts. It's really really simple things, and so by by really leaning into this, not only is your spouse very happy and you're happy because you've now created space in your closet or in your pantry, but you've saved a lot of money and you're doing things typically, let's say it's in your closet, you're also doing some things that are not, you know, out in your living room. So it gives you a little bit of space to practice and kind of build that confidence. Exactly. That's why that's the first thing that came to mind is like installing shelving, whether it's pantry or closet nobody's really going to see that if you if you mess up and but the beauty of it is like let's say you go to your wife's closet they obviously have a little more need than than i had mm-hmm. uh you, you can start taking everything out lay it out on the floor all the shoes you know how wide you know how tall do you need to handle that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people get intimidated it's not just shelving you know you can go buy closet rods and uh, make you you know imagine taking two pieces of wood and put them at a 45 degree angle and set your rod down in there. Boom. Mm -hmm. Instant rod holder. Yeah. You know, without even having to cut out a round groove or get you a jigsaw or tracing anything out. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just so easy to do, but then you're custom building, you know, your closet without having to spend thousands of dollars by hiring one of these professional closet organizing companies. Yeah. So what are some other things as you got started in, in if you remember from the last episode, you kind of got started in early age and, and not everyone's going to have that that kind of advantage. They don't didn't have the head start that you did. So what would you say is um, something that as as you've started kind of down your own journey is maybe something that uh, you, you bit off more than you can chew? It seemed like an easy project at first. But you kind of got into it and you're like, this is probably not something I want to tackle if I'm trying to build confidence. Yeah, I tell you, I, you know, so far that's I've been taking what I call the 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 baby steps on projects. I've I've, you know, and we can discuss it here in a second, like probably my the most favorite, let's say, thing that I've yeah. I've built so far. But early on taking those baby steps, because um, interesting, when I was helping my dad, you know, my dad growing up as a kid, you know, he's the one in the barn that had all the tools. Mm-hmm. Literally, you know, that was five hours south. Now I'm living in Dallas. I didn't have all those tools. So that's kind of like how we talked about start with a tape measure, a speed square and a circular saw. But uh I, uh, we wanted to install uh, at the house that we bought, uh, wasn't like one of the top of the line builders. So I didn't have crown mold in any of my rooms. I uh, didn't have chair railing and they have it. Uh, you're probably familiar with what they call picture framing mm-hmm. um, where you can just make square. So for us, I did crown mold. I did chair railing, which let's say that's what, three foot high. Mm-hmm. But then I did picture framing below the chair rail where you're basically just building like a rectangle mm-hmm. out of special, you know, mold. But uh, molding, you know, that's just one 45 degree miter cut. Mm-hmm. And um, a little builder tip for you, you know, people are like, ah, well, you know, I was ready to do butt cuts, but miter cuts, yeah, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. 
man, all you got to do is, let's say, just for example, we want to build something that's, you know, 24 inches long and 12 inches tall, right? A, a little rectangled uh, box. Well, you can cut your miter purposely a quarter inch long. And then you just touch that miter up to your blade tip and, and just come down on that. And you can go back, put it up there. Ooh, it's still a little bit long. Then you go back, take another 16th off. You know, it's going to take a little patience, but if you want to be that precise and precision and not do the wood glue filler and mm -hmm. all that, just take a little bit of patience. Your work is going to look like a custom cabinet maker came in there just because you were willing to take a little bit of time and do two or three cuts on that finished edge to make it absolutely precise. But um, I also did uh, some floating shells. Uh, that's a very easy project. Uh, the way I would instruct some people instead of doing them as a, you know, like where you're building a frame and plywooding over that to make the shelf, you literally can just go out and buy like a two by 10 or a two by 12 and make a floating shelf. The way that I would recommend that you're doing it, imagine you have a two by 10 and we're going to call it a 10 inch. That's, you know, about nominal versus mm -hmm. standard size, right? They're not really ever exactly yeah. 10 inches. It's inch. like a foot long Subway sandwich yeah. is not like eight actually sandwich, foot eight, long. Eight yeah. inches. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like a two by four. Yeah. Two by yeah. four is really an inch and a half thick and three and a half inches wide. It's not four inches wide. But anyway, for sake of discussion. So like if you took a two by 10, and let's say you wanted a 24 inch wide shelf, you go make your 24 inch cut on your two by 10, and let's say you can get four shelves out of, out of your board. Then you're gonna flip it on its long edge and screw, uh, take your drill bit, like a three quarter inch drill bit with your power drill that you just bought that the mm -hmm. wife doesn't know about. And let's say you make uh, six holes in, in that, evenly spaced out across the board. Then, you're going to cut, and let's say we go four inches into the board on that edge, then you're going to cut an inch off of that board. That one inch that you cut off of the board that has the holes in it, that's what gets mounted to the wall. You stick your three quarter inch dowel rods in there, take your nine inches left that also now has about three inches of hole mm -hmm. in there because we drilled a four inch hole, boom, shoves right over those dowel rods, instant floating shelf. Bingo. With basically one cut of the board and six holes drilled, and you can do that. You can do that rip cut. You can do that mm -hmm. long cut just with the, the with a circular, circular saw. saw. Yeah, just with a circular saw. You know, so uh, you can you can make that cut. And even here's the beauty of it. You know, you got a left and a right side of that board. Let's say you didn't even cut it straight. You cut it crooked. Like imagine a triangle cut. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't cut it straight. Well, guess what? It's still going to match up to the one piece that's got yeah. that same angle. Just don't flip it around, but you'll know instantly like, hey, that's not matching up. Flip it over. Oh yeah, it's perfect. The thing I love about these things that you're telling us to do is these are all, if you were going to a semi-custom or custom home, you would see this sort of molding. When people talk exactly. about molding inside of houses, mm -hmm. You That's can, where you, they get you on the on the price of that. And what you're going to find out really quick with simple tools, right, is mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to put this upgraded, uh, you know, living look um, into your house just by doing simple things like a chair rail, chair railing, or uh, crown molding. Yeah, and let's even talk baseboard. You know, my house that I have when we moved in had let's say 
the two inch, right. two and a half inch baseboard. Like standard builder grade. Standard builder grade baseboard. I went in and put the four or five inch baseboard all the way around and, and it looks it fantastic. It makes a difference. Yeah, the molding. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. In some cases, you know, I was 45 degree mitering that. In other cases, I did some butt joint, you know, where like there was an interior corner, not an exterior, exterior corner, 45 degree miter, interior butt joint and a little bit of, little bit of caulk. silicone yeah. caulk and paint it winter yeah. winter yeah. chicken dinner winter winter chicken dinner that's why i think it's a lot of people you know it just sounds intimidating but if you get into it you'll soon find like hey that wasn't near what i thought it was going to be and you're saving tons of money a ton awesome. of money yeah and uh so the for the floating shelves i mean by by doing it the way that you're describing it's easy because now we can we can find the stud so let's say you're going to be mm-hmm. ha- putting something somewhat heavy on there so we can find the stud we're not like trying to figure out how to how to work it or it doesn't have like just crazy big brackets on the bottom and it just it's ugly if it's over like a, a couch or something like that and these are the types of projects that again will give you some confidence and and just like in anything and, and this kind of comes back to why why we're doing this podcast is we're trying to give you just enough information we're not going to we're not going to make you you know just high-end craftsmen and guys that are you know that have been doing this for 30 years but if if we can help you get just a little bit of confidence and, and maybe uh, your wife comes in and she's like i i didn't really consider you a handy guy and, but you're you're doing things that i didn't think that you'd be able to do that's going to like sit pretty well inside you and now you're going to be you're going to want to do more projects you want to get you're going to get better and better and better just wait till you go to the party and your buddy's wife is like well uh you know reed did this you should take notes for him did you see the project he did you immediately are just like what up playa like yeah i got you <laughs> that that's a true story of uh, so i'm not near as handy as as reed is and in that I'm scenario way more handsy yeah, in that scenario that he that he just described has actually happened to to me. But it, it gives you that confidence. Um, so what what are some other things that as as somebody's wanting to kind of uh, you know you really need something to measure uh, and something to cut that at, at the end of the day and, right. and and something to 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 fasten with. But those are like the three main components of any of these projects. Exactly, and I tell you, so, uh, just some recent projects that I just did uh, for my daughter and my daughter in law. Um, my daughter, you know, two Australian shepherds. Uh, my daughter-in-law has my three-year-old and my one-year-old, you know, uh, grandkids. Mm-hmm. Well, they wanted gates for their stairs. And interestingly enough, I had made them gates uh, previously that were the farm-style gates where, you know, you got your, uh, just like the X pattern, mm-hmm. you know, if people don't know what farm style is, you know, but you got your rail and styles and it's just solid wood. Well, my daughter was like, can you build a wrought iron gate? Now, even me, a guy who's been woodworking probably since I was, let's say 10, you know, helping out my dad. I was like, man, I've never done a wrought iron gate. But um, I was like, yeah, I can do that. So she ordered the, and, and I'm explaining this because as I, the woodworker guy was a little intimidated by it, um, but it was so easy. I think that's now my preferred method. So she orders the uh, the wrought iron. iron. Now she had plain single knuckle and double knuckle, right? So we we have to lay that out in a decorative pattern. But get this, all wrought iron is standardized. You need a five eighths inch bit. That's it. So for our listeners, because obviously I know what single knuckle and double knuckle means, he but yeah, Johnny doesn't know. So he he's wanting to know <laughs> what single knuckle and double knuckle. 
uh, wrought iron is. What what exactly is that? Basically, uh, if you've been to like someone's home and you've seen like these wrought iron spindles that they have, mm-hmm. uh, a plane has no. It's just a a square rod. Gotcha. Let's say the one next to it has like in the middle from the from the uh, handrail to the you know down there by the baseboard um, has like a single uh, decorative so that knuckle that's as they call it. Call, yeah, gotcha. it's like a See? like a knot. It's like it could be yeah. a big a big square. Yeah. But let's say the next one to that has a double knuckle, so it'll be evenly spaced from the single knuckle. Let's say like six inches up and six inches down from where the single knuckle would be. And then it goes, pl- you know, so like plain, plain single, single double, double, plain single double. The plain has nothing on it, right. so you can't mess that one up. The single you need to have, let's say, just for easy math, you know, twelve inches above, twelve inches below to be centered. Mm-hmm. So the double knuckle, let's say, if I was doing my math, like needs six inches above and six inches below, mm-hmm. you know, because the middle area would have been like where the single knot is. But yeah, so get that. She's ordering these, and she wants me to do the same deal. So. I'm measuring the width of what the gate needs to be. I'm measuring the distance between her existing uh, spindles are, mm-hmm. and I want to make my gate match that. And I'm thinking, man, this is this sounds, you know, it's got to be precise and all that. But I'm going to tell you a little secret, and I, we may, I know we were talking about talking about this last week, so it's glad to be back this week. Uh, I use a program called SketchUp. Uh, a good friend of mine. I'm gonna give him a shout out, Bob Durant. Uh, he's what up, ar- Bob? What up, Bob? <laughs> Robert. Yeah, he's an architect uh, here in the uh, Frisco area. But uh, when I got started out uh, doing some things uh, several years ago, he asked me. He goes, "Me, do you sketch up? Because it's a free program on Google." Interestingly enough, you know the uh, Fixer Upper. Uh, every time I've watched that show, mm-hmm. they're using SketchUp. Uh, every time that Chip and Joanna Gaines does yeah. anything. So, man, I use SketchUp. The thing about SketchUp is uh, anything I've ever looked at, whether uh, somebody sent me a picture of something or or an actual little layout, I I will draw it up in SketchUp. So that means I can now build exactly and precisely what it is that I'm doing. Well, SketchUp helped me do the spindle layout. But here was the beauty of it. I made these gates using two-by-two pine. I mean... With Aaron's gate, I did butt butt cuts. For people who don't know what that is, that's just a straight flat cut. Yeah. You're not you're not putting a 45 degree angle on mm-hmm. the ends. I did basically literally four butt cuts. Then I knew, let's say for the sake of argument, uh, the spindles needed to be four inches apart. Mm-hmm. So you measure from the end of your wood, four inches, four inches, four inches, four inches. I took me like a little uh, Phillips head screwdriver. Didn't even need a tap, Phillips head screwdriver, pop right there in the middle of my wood, drilled like eight or nine five-eighths inch holes, put the spindles in there, glued everything up and screwed it together. I mean, it's just... So by the time you got into the project and you kind of took some time to figure yeah. out, it, it ended up being a lot easier yeah. than than what you... Than my other gates. Yeah. And it, because once the spindle's in the hole, it's pretty much locked in. And now we'll tell you, you use construction adhesive for So you're not setting. using the wood glue. Like I wasn't using the wood before. glue, but I do construction adhesive on those spindles in there. But here's the beauty of it. Anybody that's ever been over to my daughter's house and they see the gate uh, on there, they think the builder did it. Really? And I did it. My man, but I was just awesome. kind of intimidated by the thought of using spindles and, and you're also metal. It's not as pliable. Metal. And, yeah. Now, metal, 
uh, that is where, and this is a woodworking project, is where I use my jigsaw with a metal blade. I got to bust out the old jigsaw. So, you know, uh, usually it's all miter saws and, yeah. and all that. But, uh, but now I've made two more gates for my daughter-in-law, again, with the spindles. And my son that actually moves May 16th into their new house, they want a dog gate. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, but the spindle, man, it's, it's great. And you talk about people coming over and seeing like, oh man, it's a beautiful gate. I can't believe it matches your stairs. Yeah. I made that. Yeah. I mean that, 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 you know, it's, it'll be a talking point. Oh yeah. And then your friends are going to be like, you think you can make me one, you know? Yeah. And, and he all was showing us pictures of it and it literally looks like something that you would go to like a high end, uh, you know, furniture store or something like that and, and probably pay four to six hundred dollars because of the wrought iron aspect to it and, and it's something that how much do you think that 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 cost all in with with the with the spindles and all that stuff you know that's a good question because i did not buy the spindles they did i want to say she spent about 60 70 dollars on her okay. spindles i probably spent 16 dollars on the wood yeah but if you'd have had that oh yeah you know it's beautiful um, yeah uh made and i, I did uh Basically, upstairs, we did it as a double. The downstairs, we did it as a single. So that's my, that's our, I got two doubles that size and a single the other size. Oh, he's obviously and, has the uh, single and double knuckle. I didn't know if you yeah. guys knew oh, yeah. what that meant. Yeah. Now that we do, um, I feel confident going <laughs> yeah, into Yeah, so you can see situation. how the, the yeah. spacing of that. Yeah. But uh, even if you don't trust yourself to do the math, that's why I would recommend getting a program like SketchUp. There's other programs, but with SketchUp, uh, and they can just Google SketchUp. They can Google. So I'm on I'm on SketchUp just because we were talking about this. Do you do the free? Do you do the I do the, the free. The free one. Okay. I do the that's, free one. That's even better. Yeah. yeah. It's free program. Now you can buy the professional grade and that's what Bob has and you know, but uh, yeah, you can do free. Here's the other beautiful thing about SketchUp with free. They have what's known as these three D models. So let's say you want to put a sink in there and, and I'm telling you with your listeners. Um, with what we've talked about, just simple butt cuts, two by fours with a speed square and a, uh, and a circular saw. Say you wanted to do an outdoor kitchen. Mm-hmm. Well, just do butt cuts, screws, and some glue that we talked about. You could frame out, and I know it sounds intimidating, but it's not. It's just you could literally frame up your own barbecue pit, your whatever, and then, yes, maybe get a mason to come in there and put the brick on it mm-hmm. or put the stone veneer on it or yeah. whatever whatever you want to do. But save yourself thousands and get it to that point. Yeah. You know, because, um, you know, you can just drop in these grills that they have now and, and stuff like that. But outdoor furniture, you can go to furniture stores and spend thousands mm-hmm. or get some really nice looking stuff you can make something for probably fifty dollars or less wow um so we've kind of talked about some interior projects um and, and things that will save you a lot of money and again as guys we were we were made to build and to create um and, and i feel like that that knowledge is something that you're going to be able to pass on to your kids if you're a dad and it's something you're going to be able to, to to build off of for the rest of your life. So we've we've already gotten some interior projects, um, which which well, may be jump more in on this because yeah. you just said something. Thanks, really, really kind of key in on me. Um, so, Chris, you grew up with a dad who was showing you how to do that, and what a good bonding time that was. Um, it's something I'm sure that uh, you know, something that you 
hopefully done with your kids or at least some that you've had that bonding time. See it as a good opportunity also as a, as a father uh, if you're at that stage where you can put this into a bonding time where you are, you know, whatever you're whatever you're wanting to be into working on cars or whatever, this is a cool thing that you can bond uh, with your children, be boy or girl, doesn't matter, because mm-hmm. uh, it's a fun it's it's a fun project to do and to learn these skills. So let's let's apply immediately. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, and it's such like you said, you're you're building them a skill set that's going to last a lifetime, and you get to you know spend some time together, you know, doing it. And my then, my yeah. wife, when we were in her apartment and there was something that needed to get done, she, I was like, hey, do you have any sort of like tool? Tool, toolbox or so. She's like, yeah. And she grabs, she hands me this hammer, right? And it's it's a pink hammer with flowers on it. And I was like, what is this? She's like, no, no, no. You unscrew the handle of the hammer, and it's got a screwdriver in it. Then if you unscrew that, it's got it was like fourteen tools in one hammer. And I was like, bless your sweetheart. This is we're gonna have to talk. That that's like the standard wedding gift from oh, like a man. great aunt for every single person that's married. I, I used like it. Some apartment, but, con- yeah. Anyway, so and, and the interior projects honestly might feel, and they're not. You, you've done a great job of explaining how there really shouldn't be something you're afraid of. But sometimes I feel like it's easier. Outdoor projects maybe seem a little bit more approachable because if you're using cedar, it, those butt cuts are really simple. It, let's say it's a bench or a table or you know uh, maybe a playset or something like that. So let's go outside for a second. Mm-hmm. And what are some what are some things that you would say, hey, first two or three projects, try this. It looks a lot more complicated than it really is, and this will give you some confidence. Well, I'll tell you one thing, and, and you would kind of have to be into this, but a good, if we're talking about beginner project, uh, I did some raised uh, flower beds. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are just very, very simple where uh, I took two by two, um, cut to probably uh, 12 inches tall. I did some two foot tall and I did some three foot tall. And uh, if you take your, like, say like a, you cut two 12 inch two by twos and put them on top of that Costco table or crud, put them on the driveway. Mm-hmm. And then you cut you maybe four of, of these, uh, I, I would recommend, again, remember we're talking exterior. So now we want to use like cedar or treated pine, but uh, you can use a, uh, like cedar that you would use for your fence, picket mm-hmm. fence, go get you some cedar pickets, cut them 12 inches long, you know, cut about four of them, lay them on top of those two by twos that are spaced out 12 inches apart and they're laying there on your driveway, drop two screws in each. That is one side. You're going to do three more of those and then put all four of those together. You and honestly, yeah. you got a raised flower bed. And let's be honest, who cares if that's square, square? Yeah. Let's say however those two by twos butt up or those deals, they butt up how they butt up. But it's going to look square. As my dad used to say, you know, 70 miles an hour down I-10 is going to look square, right? You know, but uh, it, it'll look square to your friends and family. And if you stain it nice and you put a little wood sealer on there, mm-hmm. so you have a variety. And so doing the variety of heights, you know, a two-footer, a one-footer, and all that, you can have some really cool-looking yeah. uh, flower beds. So that gets you used to using that circular saw, you know, used to using your power drill that you just got, your screws, and all that. From there, if, if you're feeling pretty confident now, um, I would still say, you know, start looking at doing that, that outdoor furniture. Cut some two-by-fours. And it's basically the same skill set you just used to make a box. 
um, that you're going to use when you're making a chair. Mm -hmm. And only now, uh, I would say, you know, my chairs want to be more accurate. But if you're using the mechanical pencil and all that that we said, you know, nice, fine, nice, about, fine yeah. lines, you're going to be way closer than if you just start using any old pencil you've got, like an ink pen here and a mm -hmm. big fat tip pencil there. And uh, but you can make um, you can make some nice looking furniture with just simple two by fours mm -hmm. and all butt cuts. You don't have to have any special 45 degree miter cuts, you know, to make them. There's tons of plans on the internet that, that you can uh, look at. And, and a lot find. of those, a lot of those, you, you make this furniture and the cool thing about it is if whatever color you have going on in your backyard, you can go by the uh, cushions. And so they can all look, I and mean, you, you can match it perfect. See, you make a great point. Like uh, my youngest son, uh, Michael and his wife Mariah, we're going to make some outdoor furniture for them uh, here pretty quick. But like I told her, I said, listen, this is going to be custom made. So do you want to get your 24 inch cushions or I've, you can see them in 25, 26. A lot of people I see, they buy the Ikea outdoor furniture mm -hmm. uh, cushions, pretty inexpensive. And uh, I think they're actually like 24 and a quarter to be precise. So, but I actually found a, we, we got to looking online, we found one where the couch is like 72 inches, but we're gonna make 96 inches. We're gonna go eight foot. Mm -hmm. So you just, you find something you like and do some plans off of that. And, and are you gonna it. throw some of that into SketchUp? To kind oh of get, yeah, yeah I, I don't, what for me, question is I just that? wanted to make I, sure. Just circling back to I SketchUp. I do not make a cut without doing SketchUp first. So the thing about SketchUp is you can literally build what you're going to build online and see if it fits, see if it fits your space. Yeah. See if you want, uh, we're actually on the 96 couch, we're gonna make it almost like sectional style. So on one end, we're gonna have a little 48, you know, or 24 by 24, uh, 24 inch long, 24 inch wide, little kick out mm -hmm. uh, for a cushion like an ottoman, but yeah. it is gonna be attached. So, um, you know, I asked them, do you want it attached or not attached? You know, yeah. but that's the beauty of it. Once you build your skill set, and you really do, you can start customizing, you know, how you want to do it. Uh, we're going to do a bistro table, and we're going to do two chairs that follow the same design as the couch. Yeah. Um, don't and even mind telling you. I think I looked up, uh, it was Anna White. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Uh, that, you know that great. one? Oh, yeah, yeah, out of Alaska. Her yeah. Out of Alaska. Yeah. So we're using her basic design, but I'm going to kind of customize uh, some things. Yeah. You know, like this privacy trellis. We found a privacy trellis that I'm making for my oldest son. And um, because where their yard is, there's a neighbor's window that doesn't look exactly, you know, kind of into the yard, but close enough that we want to kind of block that view. Uh, they found this very simple, like two four by four posts and you just do fence picket slats in between the posts. Mm -hmm. And you can't get more simple than that. Yeah. You lay your post down on the driveway, however far apart, four foot apart, six foot apart, and then you cut your picket you know, your cedar pickets, six foot, four foot, however wide, mm -hmm. and you screw them on, right? Yeah. Well, me, being me, I want to put a cap on top of that with a 45 miter to give it kind of a decorative look. Yeah. And I want to cap the ends because I don't want to see the butt cuts of those fence slats. So those are all going to be decorative. And the cap and the two trim sides will be black and the natural cedar tone pickets. So it'll be really cool. I have a really cool pop. When? And uh, that's a simple, simple project. I bet that won't take two hours to build. When yeah. can I join your family to have you over to do these projects yeah. for me? That sounds really <laughs> nice. I, I think I'll take, well, well, willing to be adopted yeah. right now you, on this just, show. Yeah, that well, sounds real good. And that's the neat thing with your listeners. Like once you get into, build a, build a planner box that who cares how straight it is? Yeah. Or who cares if you made it 12 inches 
12 and a half inches and you meant to do 12 and you just ah, i was yeah. looking at the wrong line when i made that mark well now all the boards need to be 12 and a half whoopie do but uh, then you can get to that but yeah me i show up and look at their new house and go man your neighbor could probably see in there you want me to build you a privacy trellis privacy fence you would do that yeah i mean and just you know my son hey you want some outdoor furniture we're going to build a i built them here's the other thing you talk about really cool uh when they got married this uh past july um uh trying to save money they were looking at wedding arbors and wedding arbors just to rent can be four to 650 bucks mm. and she asked me she goes could you build me a wedding arbor for our wedding they had it at a venue that was really nice i said heck yeah but of course me i was like uh you know what we're gonna do I said, I'm gonna build you a very nice a cedar four by four post uh, arbor. And I said, and then after your wedding, we're gonna build a swing and we're gonna put that in your backyard, backyard and you're gonna be swinging cool. on it. So I built the arbor, but we knew they were renting and we were, we're waiting till now and then I'm gonna build them the swing. So they'll be swinging on their wedding arbor. Here in about how much a lacquer did you put on this arbor? I did, uh, you know, I treated it like a, and by the way, uh, you know how we were talking a little bit last week about, you know, uh, lumber supply yards and all that. I didn't go to your classic Home Depot and Lowe's. I actually went to Cedar Supply in Carrollton yep. to get my lumber there. But I used my Bosch. We talked about that. Yep. I used my Bosch jigsaw, bought a 12-inch wood blade, and I created my own decorative end and, and uh, cut all the, uh, you know, the, the trellis and, pieces. And by doing something, you're, you're building something that can is literally going to be a part of your life forever I mean, forever and it has has memories and and it all started with just having a little bit of confidence and and now you look mm -hmm. at something and you know you're, you're talking about like you know i don't want just a, a straight uh butt cut i want to kind of make it right. decorative all of this stuff is is not something that just came overnight but it just came from from doing it a couple times and maybe it. messing it up right and but, but you just gain confidence one project after the other. And, and once you're able to do this, your identity changes. And now, now you as a, as a dad who's going to your kids, you're the handy dad that knows how to build everything. But it all started somewhere. Well, and here's the really neat thing. Michael's, this new house, beautiful house, you know, nearly 3,000 square foot house in Salina. It, oddly enough, and it, he goes, it's the only house we saw that didn't have a fireplace. And he goes, it was almost a deal breaker for me. But he's like, I think we, we want to get an electric fireplace. And he was talking about having somebody come in and install it and make it look like a chimney. Now, it is like cathedral ceiling. He's probably got a 15, 18-foot ceiling. Again, me being where I'm at, I said, Michael, let's do this. I said, buy the unit uh, that you want. And I said, we're not going to have somebody build that out. I said, we'll build it. Um, we're talking two by fours, mm -hmm. two by fours. We're going to frame the chimney and you're just going to make a square rectangle to drop that fireplace in. But I can uh, square that all the way up to the ceiling. You're only talking about 12 inches out from the wall and maybe six to eight feet, yeah. eight feet wide with two by fours. Yeah. But cut two by fours. And here's the beauty of the two by four build. What if I'm not completely great? Nobody's going to see it. Why? Because we're going to put a veneer over it. Now, I told him, if you want to do shiplap all the way up, I'll do that for you. Again, labor's free. Just get the materials. Yeah. If he wants to stone it, which I think he's wanting to do, we're probably going to get somebody to come in and stone yeah. that thing. But that's a neat thing. I mean, you're building a fireplace in your house mm -hmm. because of why? Cutting a two by four. 
I, I could cut two by fours with a circular saw and a speed square. I don't need mm-hmm. saw horses and all that stuff. And I'm saying, you know, your guys, if they try to build that raised garden bed, you could be building a couple of weeks from now a fireplace in your house because yeah. it's really not that difficult. That's awesome. Now, the hard part about me being the kind of color analyst on this show is I'm hearing a lot of connotations to the movie Meet the Parents. <laughs> All I can think about, you built the... That was the why you asked the question about the is lacquer. There, is, there, is there lacquer on it? Because some might call it a hoppa. <laughs> a uh, you talked about the shiplap ceiling. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's literally saying the exact... <laughs> he's in the ceiling. He's like, this was taken off an old ship. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And then the fireplace scene with the ashes... Uh, that Jinxie Cat <laughs> jumped in. So I don't know if we're just going to keep doing this the entire episode, but I am literally dying over here. Yeah. So let's just keep moving along, and I'll, I'll just mute me. <laughs> um, okay, so so some of these projects, and, and again, I think that some people, you don't have to, and I, I hopefully we're, we've articulated, articulated that, you don't have to start outside. But because it, it seems uh, more approachable, uh, some of these yeah, are just way to so easy. Dip your toe in the water, yeah. so to speak, because the perfection in. doesn't have. It's not as critical. Right. That's right. Yeah. And if you have the right tool, you know, much like cooking, you know, some people feel like they're really good at cooking, but a lot of them are like, I follow a recipe. If it says to do a quarter cup of this, I put a quarter cup. And and some of this is, hey, if you can measure, and you l- know how to measure, and you you have a really good, you know, the most universal tool that you talked about last week was a good tape measure. You have that. You've made a good st- straight line with the speed square. You've made a cut. You've drilled it in or glued it or d- done whatever. That is it's just it's the basic things and you can do anything that you want. It just takes you going out spending, you know, 40 bucks on the stuff, the cedar pickets and building something and then that that just moves you to the next step. But everything you've been saying, you've been trying, you've articulated. Hey, this is super simple. This is super easy, and it just looks a lot more complicated. Which is why we pay thousands of dollars well, for someone else to do. And it. I'll use myself as an example. So, in our, you know, we have a swimming pool in our backyard, and I paid to have an arbor built. Uh, you know, we have a little fire pit area, a little dining area. And uh, I paid uh, a group to come in and build the arbor. But, you know, I'm there. You know, I'm not the contractor on the job, but I'm watching. You know, I'm always doing that. And I looked at that. I told my wife, we could have done that. Now, some of the, you know, when you're talking like a six by six post that mm-hmm. spans 20 feet. Yeah, I would have needed yeah. something to do that. But just the actual watching them and the, the butt cuts and the screwing in. So, said all that to say this. Um our swimming pool, the pump equipment, mm-hmm. my wife and I, the two of us, built our arbor uh, to kind of match what I had over the back of the house over the pump equipment. And I did a board-on-board fence, and I set all my posts, and I uh, copied the um, Same the, the little rafter, and, little trim yep. cap. So, and, and to that, I'd tell the listeners, I actually used a shoebox lid, cardboard lid, traced out what the design use my jigsaw you know use Mm -hmm. my Bosch jigsaw but my wife and I and that kind of how you were alluding back to you know with your kids or just a project you know we had a little little and and we worked great together a little bonding together and and built that deal but I wasn't about to get and it's like a you know it's like a 
10 by 8 by 10, you know, 12 uh, arbor. So th- I think a common theme throughout this show and the, this this podcast uh, in general is how much money we can save by using intelligence and, and mm-hmm. gaining, uh, you know, being intelligent. And it, it, the majority of it is just getting out there and trying. And trying and, to, and see, I was intimidated by the whole thought of building an arbor. Like, oh, I've built uh, benches and tables and gates and... You know, I even did a little play, uh, climbing play deal, you know, uh, stuff and just a variety of things. You know, I've done chair molding and trim and all that. But, you know, Arbor, that's way beyond, you know, my scope mm-hmm. of work. And next thing you know, I saw it and I was like, what was I thinking? I could have I could have done that, you know, with the proper labor to get somebody to lift that up. Right. And then what I do now, I'm building wedding arbors, basically wow. a little mini version of arbors for my kids Gosh, that'll how cool hold that? swing swing sets. That's but so cool. I was intimidated to try the first one until I watched it and then then you just do it. And and like and I think you had a good point. You know, start with the outside. There's no right or wrong. You know, if you kinda screw that up, it's not like a piece someone sees every yeah. day. Yep. You know. So um, as we kind of uh, move, I want I want to hear uh, as we're as we're kind of closing down, what are what's what's the project that stands out to you that you're most proud of that that you did? I tell you right now, I would I would have to say, uh, and believe it or not, it's a dog kennel. So uh, and and I get this a lot, you know, like my kids, you know, with a privacy trellis or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and the gate, you know, with a gate with the knuckles, you know, could you do this? Well, my daughter sends me this picture. She's like, Dad, do you think you have the skill set? Would you be able to do this dog kennel? She sends me this dog kennel. This thing looks like a piece of furniture that you would have in your house as an end table or a coffee table. It mm-hmm. looked that great. I think it was on Etsy for like 950 bucks or $1,250, whoever's building these things. And I was like, yeah, I think I can do that. And so sure enough, this thing has double hinged front doors so that not only when the doors hinge open, they hinge again and fold flat. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was all farmhouse style. So it had the X's on the mm-hmm. side. And then I had spindles, uh, not three quarter inch spindles like we were talking about for floating shells, but little, like almost little, you know, half inch, maybe five eighths inch. Did spindles. they have any knuckles? And uh, no knuckles. Okay, yeah. good to know. <laughs> knuckles, how that I know? But man, I tell you, I was like, you know, I sketched up. You know, yeah, I did, I did a little man. sketch up. And that's the other thing. Um, the one on Etsy, you know, it is what it is. My daughter was like, uh, you know, I have an Australian shepherd and she was telling me and she goes, and if you can make it like this, like they've done, we want to use it as like end table and it'll be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, for the dogs. But it actually has three doors. So the front's double doors. Then it has a side door. They all have the spindles, you know, and then they all are ex uh, farmhouse style everywhere. And uh, man, I, I I made it and just nailed it. And uh, you know, it was funny for me. I'm sending them pictures of it when I had it just framed. Yeah. And this is when this is the first time I actually went and bought me one of those uh, Craig pocket yeah. hole yep. deals. Mm-hmm. And when I had this thing framed up, I'm I'm putting my um, like my speed square and a framing square with a light behind it. You can't see any light coming through the square from my frame. I said, now that 
is an 90 degree seat. you know deal and i was so happy with that craig jig thing this is yeah. where you like do it and you show your wife she's like i don't get it and you're like well there's no light look how yeah, perfectly no squared it is and she's like i what am i supposed to be looking she's at like, is there like, supposed to be light good no there's not oh that's i see what I'm a, i to see do. a little bit there well that that's just not right <laughs> yeah. i mean no, you know, that's you, so awesome you do stuff like that and you're thinking like yeah i could have i could have built the pyramids oh yeah Egyptian. that's you know, awesome like, you know that's it's like that but that's probably my most favorite little intricate design yeah. thing but i'm gonna tell you you guys are gonna laugh um i've already got it sketched up uh one of the things that i i am going to do it once i get done with all the kids projects i am uh looking to do a ferris wheel a backyard ferris wheel it'll be man powered four seats three quarter inch plywood you know for the seats and uh, i've already got it all laid out and i'm sure you've and, already cleared this and with that's the city be, of frisco oh yeah uh, for sure <laughs> building codes that's that's you know that's the first thing we should tell yeah. the listeners is yeah, exactly. get you a yeah, building permit, permit. exactly you know, we've already got a really big play set and everything in the back but uh, i looked at that i was sending that to some friends and even to the kids and i was like this this is happening yeah you know so so don't start with the Ferris wheel. <laughs> no, no, don't that, start with Ferris wheels because you're going to be putting your grandkids' lives at yeah, risk, right? No, that, but, so, uh, that sounds like but a, yeah, that's a, happening. A, a good grandpa wants to yeah. make a Ferris wheel for his I grandkids. Um, so as, as we're kind of out, I, I want to give some people some resources. So let's say that you don't – right now you're not confident enough to jump on to SketchUp and, and do it. Uh, I think we've given a few different projects that you really don't need directions for. You, if you, as long as you know how big you want something, uh, you can kind of figure it out. Are there any good online resources or things that you'd recommend if somebody is like, hey, I, I want to build a project, but I, I kind of would like to have a recipe, so to speak. Is there any resources that, that you would recommend people go out and look for? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind when you, when you say that, because i am kind of been a big uh, Craig the K-R-E-G, uh-huh. you know, they make different jigs and, you know, they're doing stuff with router tables and table saws and all that, but they actually have a website. It's free. It's called buildsomething.com. And you can go on there, as you can imagine, they're wanting to incentivize you to build these things because they're hoping you want to use their pocket screws or their square clamping mm-hmm. jigs. And I will tell you that I'm, I'm, I mean, I want my stuff square. Like, if you're going to sign your name to it, I want it to look like it was professionally done. Yeah. And uh, I do use, uh, in addition to me telling you just 24-inch clamps, 36-inch clamps, I do have some Craig square clamps. So when you've got two pieces that need to come together at that 90 degrees, mm-hmm. you put them on those and cl- and use that to like clamp down. Specifically Before for that. you screw it or glue it, you, you do that. But uh, having been familiarized with Craig, I saw that they had a buildsomething.com. So you're talking chairs tables uh little you know they have a a a deal in there for a salt box Hmm. so you you just want to have uh your wife's or you you know are cooking and pinch of salt most people got to grab a salt shaker and all that they little little salt box yeah i mean it's a great little first starter deal and builder yeah yeah and so uh, they have a lot of little little projects you know on there in fact i'm going to use their bistro table uh plan to do um i'll still do it into sketchup but all the plans are there like like it looks like they use sketchup mm-hmm. you know to draw it up and uh so it's real simple man it's like uh one, two three four five six probably like six like probably one board maybe a, a one by four like mm-hmm. an eight foot one by four and uh one two by two and you can build a bistro table oh that's cool. straight cuts no yeah. mitered cuts i cannot wait to see so i googled 
backyard Ferris wheel, and I cannot wait to see what your version looks like versus what I'm seeing on the internet because some of these look like a legitimate death trap. And so I'm pretty pumped to see yeah. what, if you're driving and listen to this, pull over and just type in backyard Fer- Ferris wheel and just enjoy. That's <laughs> yeah. so awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, is there any other online resources that you'd, you'd recommend? Um, I tell you, uh, for me, um, just, you know, I'm going to say YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I uh, have gained a ton of information and knowledge, you know, people passing along uh, just on, on YouTube, uh, looking for different projects. And, you you know, there's so many different little tips and tricks I, I was going to share. Like, you know, we talked about the painter's tape, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, and, and having something like that. But uh, let's say you're wanting to do, remember how we talked about using your own wood filler. That's right. Mm-hmm. That so brilliant. we talked about glue and taking sawdust over whatever you're working with, walnut, pine, cedar, doesn't matter. Well, where are you going to mix up that glue and sawdust? You could take that painter's tape, rip you off about a six inch piece, put it on a board, rip you off another six inch piece, overlap the edge just a tiny bit, do about four or five pieces of that. Throw your glue on there and your sawdust on there and mix it up right there. When you're done, you just, just peel that off, painter yeah. tape up, throw it away in that trash can, yeah, your lawn and leaf bag right there. Yeah. And I mean, we could we could talk so many different little tips and tricks to speed up your process That's and brilliant. what you can do. But, um, but yeah, as far as online, I, I, I'll YouTube if I'm looking yeah, to build something. Yeah. And uh, the build something actually has plans that are free. And uh, other than that, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm a, you know, like we said, I'm a SketchUp guy. You mm-hmm. send me a picture, which is usually what I get, you know, even like that dog kennel. I didn't have a single plan for the dog kennel. Mm-hmm. I just saw what it looked like. I saw that it had double hinge, farm style, spindles. Yep. My daughter's like, can you make that? I, I just designed something similar to her dimensions. Yep. You know, to fit this size. And, you, dog and you're and probably you breaking it down. You're looking for cuts, and then mm-hmm. you're trying to see what type of piece of wood is that. All right. So now, now I know that as long as I have that cut in in that piece of wood, that part goes there. I'm making the puzzle pieces, and then right. I put it together. And I'll tell you a little cheat that uh, that I've done too. When, so we were talking about kind of like two by four, two by 10 type lun, lumber. And we haven't really talked a whole lot about plywood. You're going to have a lot of projects as your skills build to uh, plywood. But you got to remember, plywood is usually four foot by eight foot sheet. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to rip that down. You know, that's where it can kind of be a little intimidating. Or even with your circular saw, you're going to want to clamp like a two by four or make a track to make sure you're cutting yeah. straight. Uh, they, they make... Uh, track saws you know like you can use it'll it'll go on the on the edges mm-hmm. but um what i was going to say is like let's say you're moving starting to move into that plywood type of stuff cabinetry m- maybe different shelves like we talked about yeah. for shoes but uh they make project panels at home depot and lowe's in all kinds of sizes so you can go in there and find you know two foot by four foot three foot by four foot yep. two foot by two foot two foot by three go in there and get your project panel and you don't have to cut anything. Yeah. And adapt maybe your dimensions to what's available. Again, for the beginner, you know, if you're getting, yeah, get make started, it easy for yourself. Make it easy for yourself. But there, you could maybe do that, and then just kind of plan out based on, you know, pre-cut wood that you can get and yeah. and do. And the other thing I will tell you, Home Depot, Lowe's, it's very not. Now I don't, I've never utilized this, but I know a lot of people do. So let's say you buy that four by eight sheet and you need three, twenty inch 
by four foot long pieces for something, mm-hmm. they'll cut that for you. So yep. you can get it cut, bring it home, and throw your Costco tables out there and start gluing. Yeah, right I tell you nailing. for that is on those when you cut them, give yourself a, a couple inches of grace uh, mm-hmm. on each side because when they're cutting it, they're doing their best to cut it down, but you when, at least cuts it down to makes it a manageable piece when you come home and you can get more precise with it. Yeah. And I will tell one little piece of advice. People may not think about this. Let's say you got a eight foot board and you want two four foot pieces. So your guy thinks, okay, I'm going to measure four feet and cut. What he's going to end up with is a four foot board and a three foot you know, 11 inch you know yeah, yeah, 11 inch and seven eighths. You yeah. know, he's the, they call it the kerf. It's the thickness of your blade. Mm-hmm. So, but you're going to learn right away with that good tape measure that we told you to get, you know, and you go to try to square something up, you're going to have to go back to that four foot board and knock an eighth of an inch off like mm-hmm. that. So just remember when you are planning your projects uh, and you start cutting, you've always got to factor in the the uh, cut yeah. of that board so you know like again trying to get three pieces off a board the first two pieces are probably what they want but that last one's going to be way shorter yeah you know in worst case scenario you can always trim off you can't add on correct good so point just just you know being careful and and this is where you're collecting wins and and just pick a project it, it doesn't matter if it's a birdhouse or whatever it is just get out there and do it feel a little bit confident do another project, feel a little bit more confident, and you will start building up those wins. Uh, don't bite off more than you can chew, but just start somewhere. And it's, it is honestly something that no matter your age, no matter what life stage you're in, it's just a fantastic skill to have. So jump on to uh, buildsomething.com, uh, go YouTube something, find a project. Uh, we've given you a whole bunch of Anna different White. options. Anna, Anna White has Anna some really, really ones. good, easy projects Easy projects. She's really um, good. So just get started, get out there, and, and start uh, building that man intelligence. So, Chris, thank you so much. Uh, this Between the two episodes that we've been able to do with you, um, I think that our listeners are going to have an outstanding foundation on what it's going to take to get into the garage, get out on the driveway, get the kids involved, start doing something that is, is really going to elevate uh, your ability to, to build something and, and to create something that's going to last a long, long time. So thank you again for, for coming. And build your man cred. And build your man cred. All <laughs> yeah. of your neighbors are going to be looking they at you. They are like, going to be like, oh, oh wow, you married Tarzan, you know, because he can build something. <laughs> yeah. and, no, there's almost nothing better than building something with yeah. wood to really bump that man card that's up. That's right. That's exactly so I think this right. is a great... Great subject for your for your show. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, make sure and, and stay uh, in, in tune with us and, and come back because we have we have a lot of different information we're going to be giving you and a lot of different things that uh, we're excited to share. So thank you again for listening. Well, uh, thank you for listening to the Mantelligent Podcast. This is the show for guys and all about guys, where we will continue to give you the tools and resources to become the man you always wanted to be. This is Johnny and Reed signing off and reminding you to be intelligent.